Hi, I'm Brian Levy. I'm a partner at Manchester Living and the host of the Manchester Living podcast. The purpose of the podcast is to help people navigate the complex maze of elder care. There's a lexicon of elder care terms on our website at manchesterlivingpodcast.com. Today's new and noteworthy is this visual. People tend to believe that grief shrinks over time. What really happens is that we grow around our grief. I think that's a really important thing to think about as we, uh, as we all grieve, um, any loss that we may have incurred. Um, I want to read a quote by one of my guests, Dr. Tanya Cunningham said, there's life after loss. It's just a different one. And I think that's really, really important to think about. Um, today's guests are Dr. Tanya Cunningham, author and grief specialist. Dr. Cunningham is a speaker a grief counselor, transitional life coach, and author with emphasis on loss and life transitions. She has experience in the grief and death care industry as a mortician, hospice social worker, bereavement coordinator, and mortician college instructor. We also have Wendy Fenn, founder and partner at Faith and Grief Ministries. Wendy recently retired from being an associate pastor at First Presbyterian Church in Dallas. Previously, she was a chaplain and Director of Spiritual Care at a nonprofit hospice in Dallas. She received a Master of Divinity from Perkins Theological Seminary and a Master in Family Studies from Texas Women's University. Thank you both for being here. That was a lot to say for an intro, but uh, both of you are clearly qualified in the grief category, so let's jump right in. Mm -hmm. Tanya, what is grief? Grief. It is a natural, normal response to any kind of loss. And when most people think about grief, they automatically think about death only. But it's not. It's about any kind of loss. And it's an internal, emotional response. That's great. Mm -hmm. Great. Wendy, you want to add to that? Grief is something that surprises most people. Mm -hmm. Our society doesn't do well with grief. Right. We tend to want to push it down under. Or act out, one or the other. Mm -hmm. And everybody has an individual response to grief. I like what you said about it's a natural and normal response right. to a loss of any kind. Sure. I don't want to go too far off the path um, talking about COVID, but I think it's important to address the fact that we have been quarantined for a year. Mm -hmm. And through that year, I know I've experienced personal loss. And when I look back in the past year, Sometimes it occurs to me, oh, wait a minute, I forgot about that one. Mm -hmm. Or, oh, yeah, and I haven't taken the personal time to grieve or acknowledge because our social normal, mm -hmm. normal activities in grieving, going to a funeral, hugging, mm -hmm. being with family, um, accepting, as we were laughing earlier, accepting briskets in the back door <laughs> to serve to your guests at a minion, right. those kind of things. And, and we're without those for over mm -hmm. 12 months now. Mm -hmm. And so we have some makeup to do. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you go back and grieve? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's definitely possible to do that. Mm -hmm. It's never too late to grieve. Mm -hmm. In fact, you will grieve eventually one way or the other. It'll catch up to you. It as, will catch as up to you. As the slide showed. Right. Absolutely. Right, right. How long does one grieve? Oh, as long as one needs to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is no set time frame mm -hmm. for grief. It seems like society wants to tell us that you should get your grief over with in about six months, mm -hmm. maybe a year, two years at the length of it. Mm -hmm. But none of those time frames work. It's all individual. It can be different for people in the same family, right, right. Tanya? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because the truth is grief really never ends. 
it changes and it softens. And so unresolved grief, hurt, and pain, whatever that is, when it's not dealt with, it doesn't go away. It will just lay there dormant and it'll pop back up in your life. Kind of like what she mentioned, it'll pop back up. Mm-hmm. My eldest client is 91 years young. Wow. 91. I love it. Mm-hmm. So That's how great. does one start the process of grieving? If someone had a loss, whether it was in, in childhood or recently, and they say, you know what? I need to deal with this. Mm-hmm. How do you start to deal with it? Mm-hmm. Say the name. Mm-hmm. You say the name. You I, say my the loss name. is of. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's one beginning. We offer a thing called an arch once a year. It's just a memorial arch and people write the name on a piece of ribbon and tie it to the arch. This year, we had 2,500 names up on this arch because just the act of saying the name can start that process of remembering. Mm -hmm. And the work of grief is often the work of remembering and remembering well. Yes. At first, it's so painful Mm -hmm. that you can hardly stand it. That's right. But the more you speak about the person, the more Mm -hmm. you remember, the more you tell stories, Mm the more you begin to come to terms with mm-hmm. the fact that this is a love in your life that will remain, but it's going to be different, as you said so That's well. Right. That is right. And then you cross that bridge from grieving the loss to celebrating the life of? Mm-hmm. Sort of. I think you do the celebration all along the way, mm-hmm. and you do the sadness all along the way, but mm-hmm. it comes in different forms at different times. Mm-hmm. And for different people, mm-hmm. the the hardest thing for people I've worked with is often when the grief comes back unsolicited, mm-hmm. when you hear a trigger, like a right. song or a smell. Absolutely. And then yeah. it comes back with this huge force and you think, have I done no work at all? Mm-hmm. Have I yeah. not mourned this life? Right. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that at all. It's just the nature of what grief is. Mm-hmm. And when I get to that point personally, it's like I've done the grieving part. And so when that song comes on or when I go yes. back to that resort or when I see that thing that makes me remember, it's a happy occasion, mm-hmm. not a sad occasion. Mm-hmm. Or to carry on the legacy of. Someday it will become that. It takes a lot of hard work. Maybe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My sister whose daughter died could not go in the grocery store. It was seeing the toothpaste in the aisle that put yep. her under. That's right. We all have those triggers. I have friends that won't yeah. go to certain restaurants, won't go back to a certain oh, city. Oh, absolutely. Go- absolutely. Right. Yeah. But when when do you turn those triggers into positives mm-hmm. rather than negatives? How does that happen? I think it happens when they start creating new memories. Like today is the mm-hmm. 11th anniversary of my dad's death. And my mm-hmm. sisters and I were talking earlier mm-hmm. where it's uh, a celebratory time now. But if you would have watched us or spoken to us 11 years ago, it was not. It was a very, very sad moment. So as they begin to find their new normal, their new life without that person, and then begin to create new memories for that time, then they can kind of transition across that bridge to more of a celebration. That's great. That's great. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah. what is mourning? Mourning is doing something with your grief. Mm-hmm. The mourning, action. The action that mm-hmm. you do with your grief. You say the name of the person. You talk mm-hmm. to people about them, even though other people do not want to say their name because they're afraid you'll cry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. You allow yourself to do that. That's right. 
right? That's right. That's right. Mourning. I love how you said it's doing. How I describe it, it's it's the external expression. It's it's what I call yes. grief gone public. Mm. Oh, that's good. Everybody grieves. Here's the difference. Everyone doesn't allow themselves to mourn. And mourning is necessary to cross that bridge from sadness to the celebration. Let's talk about how important it is to actually grieve. When you mm-hmm. when you experience mm-hmm. a loss and then you just want to go through life and get mm-hmm. back to work the next Monday and keep on going, mm-hmm. you're just going to bottle it up. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need to, to be able to make it through the day. Mm-hmm. You have to dose your pain. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to grieve in little parts That's good. so that you can make it through the day. That's right. But you can't, you can't force it more quickly than it comes. Mm-hmm. And each person will find their way if they can learn to open themselves and be true to self mm-hmm. in the midst of the grief. That's right. right? That's right. Indeed, finding that because uh, you were talking about I love the dosage that's that's giving yourself that permission to be able to do that. One of the biggest mistakes people will make after going through a significant loss is try to go back to life like it used to be. And <laughs> you right. cannot because everything has changed. You've changed. Your whole perspective life has changed. So as you begin to embrace that change and acknowledge it, then you can kind of start uh, being able to deal with the grief portion of it. And it seems like the learning happens when you learn to sit with the pain. Sit with it. Yes, sit in it, sit with it, all of that. Right. Mm -hmm. Make friends with the pain, which sounds like a horrible thing to ask somebody to do. But to be able to look straight at it and sit with it, but in small doses at first. That's right, because the pain is the teacher. Exactly. It's the teacher. It is. Mm -hmm. And we do need to learn what it has to teach us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Great lessons. We don't like it because it is painful. Right. 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 Yeah. How do children grieve? Oh. Children grieve more openly than mm-hmm. parents do quite often. Mm-hmm. Children need to be heard. Mm-hmm. They need not to be protected as much as we think they yes. need to be. Mm-hmm. And they need to have someone who will be honest with them. Mm-hmm. They're at ditto to everything that she said, and they're more resilient. They mm-hmm. are. They'll yes. bounce back quicker than we will. Uh, children will play together, get angry, and then they'll play together. As adults, we'll play together, we get angry, and we're not <laughs> speaking to each other 30 years later at the reunion. <laughs> That's uh, true. So, yes, being yeah. honest with them, but acknowledge it, especially in the world that we live in, where they have access to it. So it's better that you teach your children rather than the world teaching the, uh, your child Amen. about what grief and mourning is. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know there's controversy, I know in my family, controversy about bringing children to funerals, mm-hmm. whether they're 5, 10, 15, whatever age. Yes. What are your thoughts on that? I know we all Go need closure, it. and that's the beginning of the closure. I, yeah, I say bring them, but follow their lead. Yeah. As I sh- say with anyone, follow their lead, but I say take them so that you can educate them about the death and dying process to teach them that this is normal and it is nothing to be afraid of. Yeah, it's the fear. Mm-hmm. It's the fear of death that paralyzes us all. Yes. And the fear to talk about it yes. with children that we love mm-hmm. that creates in them these ideas that they're going to come up with something worse mm-hmm. than yes. what the reality is. <laughs> exactly. And they will. Well, sure. Death and grieving should not be taboo. Oh, no. And Absolutely it, not. It seems as people are almost like, oh, that's untouchable. Let's mm-hmm. not go there. Right? It, so yeah. segue into how do you help people that are in denial? I like to say that denial is a very under uh, misunderstood coping skill mm-hmm. and underused. 
And it is not up to me mm -hmm. to get someone else out of denial. That's right. We meet them where they are, right. not try to pull them along to where mm -hmm. we think they ought to be. Mm -hmm. And by meeting people where they are, they will find their way. Mm -hmm. You encourage them to talk. You encourage them to say the name. Give them a safe place. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Great. Presence is power. Just being there. Presence is power. What tools do you use to help people cope when they're grieving? I mentioned before our arch, mm -hmm. our memorial arch, the simple act of taking a ribbon and writing the person's name on it mm -hmm. can open up that person's connection to their loved one. It often evokes stories. Mm -hmm. I think listening is the best tool myself. Mm -hmm. To be able to listen to what someone has to say, to ask questions that allow them space to process, again, that space, right? And then be present with them. Presence is power. Mm -hmm. And allow them to take the lead. Yes. I don't think you lead somebody through grief. You accompany them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. That's the with word. the recognition that it is sacred and it's their path and Absolutely. it's their way. It and is that's way. the right use of the word yeah. sacred. It is. Thank you, Reverend. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> That sounded judgmental. No, 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 Sorry no, no, about that. Right. But it is a sacred task mm -hmm. because it is so deeply inherent to the person mm -hmm. and so deeply unique to each person. Right. That when I felt that in hospice. I'll bet you did too. Yes. That there are Absolutely. moments that are just sacred, sacred. moments. Mm -hmm. And you can't tell what those are going to be and you can't evoke them. Mm -mm. They come. They and when happen. that happens. That's right. You're both blessed. Mm -hmm. I think it's important to also recognize that grieving a loss isn't just the loss of a person. It could be the loss of a pet, mm -hmm. of a job, of a marriage, of mm -hmm. any kind of loss. Mm -hmm. And it's important to take the time to, to understand the loss mm -hmm. and how to move forward. Yes, I, I yeah. can appreciate um that about COVID in the sense that it brought grief awareness to the forefront. Yeah. I've been in this business <laughs> of death care and um, dying and helping people through that for over 30 something years. And never have I seen such an embrace of dealing with grief. Now people are recognizing I need to deal with my grief. And, um, and it's because many people lost their jobs, they lost their income, their homes, their health. Those that survived COVID, they're going through grief. Uh, many, many are asking the question, why did I live and others died? Mm -hmm. uh, so you're Guilt. exactly right. Yeah. Guilt. Mm -hmm. The COVID loss is in so many layers. Oh, my gosh. And what you were talking about, about the many types of grief. Mm -hmm. Help us understand what happened in COVID. Mm -hmm. We lost our ability to be free, to That's get right. out, to see people. We lost our ability to have services. That's we right. lost our ability to have our coping skills, right. mm -hmm. right. which often involve other people. That's right. And not only those who died of COVID, but anyone who died during, during. COVID. Yes. One day at the Arch, I encountered a woman who had eight COVID losses. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you fathom how somebody keeps going? Right. It's tough. I had six personally. No. Uh, last year, I had nine losses total. Six were COVID, close family members uh, and friends, uh, two cancer, and one was a friendship that ended. 
And oh, so, I'm so sorry. thank you for that. Thank you for that. So I definitely have my own grief counselor as well um, to handle my personal loss and to help me support others because there's no way that I can continue to be in this and help people through it and not have a safe place sure. to this be able to share. Smart woman. Wendy, what haven't I asked you that I should? How does grief feel? When, when you ask a group of people, how does it feel to be in, group, in grief? Mm -hmm. You get responses all mm -hmm. over the board. Right. But they're primarily in four quadrants. Mm -hmm. There's the intellectual response to grief. That's right. There's the emotional response. Mm -hmm. There's the spiritual, spiritual. response. Mm -hmm. And there's the physical response. Absolutely. Right. So when you ask people how they feel, they might say, my stomach hurts. Mm -hmm. Or they might say, I can't think clearly. Mm -hmm. Or they might say, my heart hurts so much, it feels mm -hmm. like it's walking around outside my body. Mm -hmm. Or they might say, I can't figure out what to do with God in the midst of all this. I am mm -hmm. so angry. All of those are legitimate responses to grief. Mm -hmm. And in learning to express how we feel, we sort of get a handle mm -hmm. on what to do with those feelings that are swirling around inside of us. Mm -hmm. Wow. You really put words to mm -hmm. emotions and feelings like that mm -hmm. was powerful. Thank you. Oh, sure. All right, you got to jump on this question. Yes, what I happens to, I asked you? Yes, I, I share the same information that grief has to be experienced yeah. um, uh, physically, emotionally, behaviorally, and spiritually. Because in my community, in the black community, we have a tendency to spiritualize absolutely <laughs> everything. <laughs> but we do not deal with the emotionality of it. So you've got oh. to deal with all of those quadrants. You, you will experience, like some people will say, they'll have that yes. physical response, but you must deal with the spiritual, which is important. I believe doesn't matter what faith you're a part of. It is the foundation of your life. So you've got to deal with all of those quadrants and be okay with that. Be okay with that. So it's important to know that. It, it, grief is not one experience. It has all of those quadrants. Absolutely. Ladies, thank you so much for being here today. Thank Lot you. Lot to digest. Lot to digest. <laughs> all right. On to the next segment, the nugget. Today's nugget is brought to you by Beer Pong. <laughs> Roll the tape. Well, that was a fun game. Congratulations, Bubby and Zadie. Uh, job well done. I raised my glass to you. Congratulations. All right, on to my favorite uh, portion of the show, the lightning round. Are you ready, okay. ladies? Okay. Ready. Wendy, have you ever had stitches? Yes. Have you ever had stitches? No. Nope. Can you write in cursive? Yes. Yes. All right. Slept in a tent? Yes. No. Favorite sport to watch or play? Yoga. Football. Football. If there's a roach inside, do you kill it or save it? Kill it. Kill oh, it. Mercy. iPhone or Android? iPhone. iPhone, of course. <laughs> Can you drive a stick ship? Not very well. No. Nope. Beach or mountains? Oh, mountains. Beach. All right. Where were you born and raised? Springdale, Arkansas. Fort Worth, Texas. Nice. All right. Um, I would love an opportunity to uh, give the viewers um, a way to reach you guys if they want further information. Wendy, do you want to just give a URL or a sure. telephone number? You can reach me at faithandgrief.org. And you can reach me at drtanyacunningham.com. 
Thank you both for sharing your knowledge and expertise today. You've been great guests. Thanks for watching today. You can find the Manchester Living Podcast at Facebook at Manchester Living Podcast, on our website at manchesterlivingpodcast.com, and on iTunes at Manchester Living Podcast. If there's anything I can ever do for you, don't hesitate to call. Don't go to Google. Call me. Thanks so much.